how you negotiate in a buyer's market is different to how you negotiate in a seller's market. And right now, it's buyer's market. We're going to tell you about putting in your first offer. How low do you go? Stay tuned. Bob. How are Hi. you? I'm good. good you? Pull that good, microphone good. up closer to you. There you go. <laughs> like a radio host. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Um, good weekend. Great weekend. Been doing Great. a little walking lately. Walking's good. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Um, Absolutely. How's your weekend? Yeah, really good. I went to um, a place called Scary Canary, and I, and I told told the parents about Scary Canary, and they said, "Were there any canaries there?" And I said, "Yeah, there were some canaries." Couple um, canaries. Yeah, no, it was a good weekend. Clock. Good weekend. Um, but this is a good topic because um, I think a lot of people are having this, um, you know, these thoughts right now. How low do you go on your first offer? Because can it actually be a bit, um, you know, I guess counterproductive if you go too low? You know, kind of piss the real estate agent off, get off on the wrong foot. Does it backfire? It definitely, I reckon it definitely does. Um, because, oh, look, I think there's two people in that, in that, there's three people in the negotiation. There's often the middleman and, uh, and the buyer and the seller. Um, if there's not a buyer's agent involved. And I, and I think that um, if you do go really, really low, uh, you can offend, you can insult a uh, not only your real estate agent, but yeah. also, which is part of the negotiation, but also the seller. Um, so yeah. I think you've got to have uh, really good grounds for your offer, um, strength of your offer, um, yeah, just good reason around it. Yeah, I like what you said before off air and uh, Luke's commented here, you know, knowing the market, if you can put some, um, you know, reasoning behind your offer, if it's um, maybe below the guide, put some comparables in there, then um, at least you don't look like a bit of a Muppet, just throwing a number forward. And maybe, you know, that agent can um, communicate that to the, to the landlord, to, sorry, to the owner. Yes, I think step one is um, because you've got to remember um, the buyers out there, you've got to remember that price is being set on the property by the vendor and every vendor has a different perception. So often people say to me, look, should I just make it 10% off what's being asked? Should I make it 20% less off what's being asked? Should I make it at the guide? Should I make it 5% over the guide? There isn't really a percentage because it's so variable depending on the vendor's setting of the price. If the vendor's setting the price at a super realistic level uh, or even a conservative level, you may even consider offering over the guide. So it really does depend, I think, on where market value is on that property. 
And you've got a pretty good idea as a buyer, because this is what buyers forget, Billy. Buyers forget that they're seeing more property in that price range than the real estate agent that's showing the property. They're seeing yeah. more property in that price range than the vendor is seeing because the vendor is not going out to see 32 bedroom units in DY or 22 mm. bedroom units in DY, nor is the agent. They haven't physically walked through them all, but the buyer has. So you've got a really good barometer of what's good value and not good value. And you often think the agent's the pro in price setting or the vendor knows what they're doing, but often the buyer has got that experience. Yeah, and, and I loved um, when we spoke off air, you're saying you're not negotiating with, um, or it's not the, um, you know, it's not the landlord that, although they're, you know, the middleman in this negotiation, you're not um, competing with the, the agent on price. It's, you know, you're you're actually talking to someone behind and that's going to make Sorry, I can't hear you, what you say? You know, you're, you're talking to, um, you're negotiating with uh, with the seller not really the um, the real estate agent, if you know what I mean, like when it comes down to price. The agent's the middleman. Um, the agent's the middleman, and I think it's, I think what's really, really important when you're making that first offer um, is definitely to get a response, not from the agent, but from the seller. The seller's the decision maker. So yeah. how low do you go when you're making an offer on a property? I think you've got to look at what's, what's a fantastic buy for the property, um, and where you think it does, be almost irrelevant to what's being asked on the property, look at what you think's fair in terms of the price, maybe take off about 5% to what you think's fair and then have a go. Um, and most importantly, reduce your conditions when you're making an offer. So talk about the strength of your offer. Talk about how long you can take to perform on it. Being pretty quick. Um, yeah. That you are finance approved because a lot of people are not that you got your deposit ready because some people don't. Um, your lawyer's ready because some people aren't ready with a lawyer. And give people that strength that, you know, it's not just because an offer is not just the dollars and cents on the table. It's everything else associated with it, like the settlement period, um, like how long it'll take for you to produce that contract. So if you can give that certainty around all the other aspects of the negotiation as well as price, that yeah. gives the agent, you know, information and strength to take to the vendor who's making the decision. Now, would you say the terms are more important in a buyer's market than they are in a roaring hot market? Or is it always the same? Um, I think the terms in a buyer's market seem to be more complex uh, because in a seller's market, the seller the seller almost names, names their terms and it's quite quite sort of walk away in, the, in, in their approach. Like it's like take it or leave it because if you don't, if you don't do this, another buyer will. Whereas yeah. I think at the moment we're finding um, being a buyer's market that we're in, the buyers are really naming their terms um, that they want or modifying them, you know, modifying them around. There's actually more time rather than just, you know, strangling four buyers and pushing them through an auction. Um, yeah. Now there's everyone's a lot more amenable to doing a deal and negotiating some terms and making it work for both parties. And there's time there now. It's not like bang, 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 make it happen. It's sort yeah. of it deals are meshing that little bit more. Now, um, have you ever seen a vendor give a discount 
if they know it's like a, a first home buyer or um, you know an old person downsizing or something like that? Compassion. Compa- a compassionate five percent off. <laughs> yeah, is that is that a thing? Look, it's definitely a thing. Um, I think when um, when you've got a great backstory, um, it's nice to pass your home onto someone that's got that great backstory. So, you know, I know I've had vendors accept an offer, a hundred thousand. Um, uh, uh, sorry, another offer comes along a hundred thousand more, and the vendors yeah. are like, "Nah, I'm just happy to sell it to these guys." Um, who I've accepted out of principle. And then also I think um, yeah. vendors start to connect a little bit with their buyers as well. And, you know, if you've got a family home where you brought up two or three kids and the people buying it, well, you know, your age when you bought, and, you know, they're yeah. coming out of a unit, they're buying a house. Yeah, definitely. I, I think the backstory definitely helps. Absolutely. Because, yeah, Luke summed it up pretty well. It's about relationships, reputation, um, Making it easy for people, I think, is a big one. Um, I think nothing, nothing's worse as far as um, communicating goes with a real estate agent when you make a verbal offer or you show some interest and then you just stop replying altogether. Um, and because obviously this stuff gets passed on to the um, to the vendor, you know, it's sometimes a bit confusing when that you when you're in and out on communication. Yeah, oh, look, I, I think. Open communication is a big one. And to give you an example, if you're um, uh, if you're making an offer, so as a real estate agent, um, how many times have heard people say, look, I've left three or four messages for that agent and I haven't got a call back? Um, like what a shocking way to start a negotiation. So I think, you know, when you're making your first offer um, as a buyer to be readily available, uh, is just really, really important. Or setting it up, just saying, look, I'm, you know, I'm a school teacher between you know nine and three. I will be yeah. hard to contact, but outside of those hours is good because if again, if if there's if it's an active negotiation with a vendor, the vendor's often wondering where's 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 the buyer gone, um, yeah. and yeah, that can happen with that. So yeah, I think I think yeah, that's a good one. Just just being an open contact, huge. Yeah, given the context, that that is huge. And let's face it, we've all got um, you know kind of awkward hours in, in the day where you just can't be on the mobile. We're quite lucky because we're you know we're um, we're always online. Um, but yeah, where you can't be on the phone, just giving some context is it's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, anything else? Um, so, how low can you go on making an offer on your first property? I think. Um, you know, I, I, I generally um, make sure it's substantiated and you've provided that substantiation. What's less to say? Don't kid yourself. The market is flat. Tom Panos sold seven out. Oh, don't kid yourself that the market is flat. Tom Panos sold seven of eight properties on Saturday. Plenty of buyers. Don't outsmart whatever it said. Speed is a huge factor. So the terms is just huge. The terms is just huge of what you can do on, on a purchase. But I think, yeah, you substantiate your price with your real estate agent and and when, you, when you're making an offer, go go low. Um, you know, as long as you're getting a good buy, you know, we're selling properties 10% over. 
um, in some circumstances, what's being asked because buyers can see that it's an excellent, excellent price. It's valued, it's valued, you know, really, really well, probably above that guide. So yeah, just I think ten percent low, move fast, substantiate it. Uh, terms are important, and that's it. That's it. Yep. Put it forward. You just got to put it forward, and. Uh, well, it's, it's like putting an offer forward is a free question as well. So you've got to ask if you've got some interest there, I think. No point. I love that. And uh, Billy, another thing what people do is people will, uh, it's really interesting, um, and, I, and I really don't agree with it. People will go and see 10 properties during a day um, or 20 properties during two weeks, um, and they will make an offer on one. The one yeah. they will make the offer on is generally the one that they think is the best priced. That property doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to sell it for the lowest price. Yeah. So I would encourage people, like on the back of what you just said, it's free. I would encourage people to see 20 properties over two weeks, make an offer on five or 10 of them that suit. Because you may be shocked where you get a call back a month later or three weeks later or two weeks later going, I know you submitted this offer. Would you yeah. proceed with that now? And it's like, shit, that's a really good buy. And that could be the property that wasn't priced the sharpest out of those 20 properties. So yeah, be careful and don't be sucked in by price. That's really true. And if you're asking, that's even you know more important why you should be asking for a counter offer right at the start. So you know where they're sitting, like uh, price-wise and regionally, and where it m might go. Um, yeah, that's a, that's some good advice. That's some really good advice. And I, the other thing is, like, it was funny. I was talking with a um, a buyer yesterday at an open home, and it wasn't even a first home buyer. That's what kind of surprised me. And you know, we were t we were chatting in the kitchen, likes the property, and it's like, so what do I do next? And it's like the whole process of making an offer she just seems so nervous about so um you, you know you're not obligated to go through with anything once you've made that first offer it's just the start of the negotiation so yeah you got to ask the question and i think it's a lot of it's in your head um you, you know you can often think about it think try to try to dumb it down and make it really simple in your head like you're doing a simple transaction not a big transaction just to help you you know, go through it, but you know, you can imagine people would be pretty anxious sometimes about it. Yeah, yeah, it's big. That's it, though. That's a show. How low can you go, Billy? What's on for today? What a busy day. We've got some new properties coming on. Um, we've got always some admin to tidy up, uh, but I'm yeah, most excited to um, to see some of these new properties coming on. First time we're getting yeah. through them. Got some nice ones. All right, let's everyone have a beautiful week. The weather's a cracker. Still good. Still good. It's going to be awesome. Cheers, man. See you Take later. Take care. Bye-bye.